This is Anthems. My name is Rivka Reyes. I am an actor, writer, podcaster, and singer. My pronouns are they, them. I live in Los Angeles with bipolar disorder. And I am a proud, queer, American, Filipino Jew. And your word of the day is saboteur. As I sit here honored to have been asked to write a piece for this project, a little voice has decided to tell me all the reasons I am not qualified to write a piece for this project. I call the voice Brenda. I was originally going to write this incredible, touching, inspiring piece about navigating recovery from alcoholism and codependency as a queer person, and Brenda laughed and said, you're not queer enough to write about being a queer person. You're not recovered enough to bring hope to other suffering addicts. You're not a good enough writer. You don't have anything of value to say. What if you come off stupid? You didn't even finish your degree and you majored in theater. How hard is it to finish a theater degree anyway? You've procrastinated, and now you should just tell the producers of anthems that you've fallen ill and can't write it anymore. Brenda's been with me for my whole life, but my first memory of her was when I was working on set on my first film at the age of 10. They were shooting a close-up of me, and I made the mistake of looking into the camera lens before they started rolling. In that moment, I heard Brenda say, Don't mess this up. If you mess this up, they're going to fire you, and Mom's going to be so mad. You know, I have to go back to Chicago, and everyone's going to laugh at you. And then when the movie came out and I saw myself on screen, Brenda said, Wow, you're the tallest girl. Look at your pudgy belly. Look at your weird teeth. Why didn't they cover the bags under your eyes and hair and makeup? Why did they cut your line in that scene? It's probably because you're a bad actor. You're so pale. No wonder your titas and titos call you porcelain doll. And then in high school, when I started having crushes, Brenda got even louder. Ask him what his favorite song is and then hum it casually the next time you see him. Don't tell her you like her outfit. She'll think you're weird and tell everyone you have a big lesbian crush on her. Suck in your belly and push up your little titties so they look bigger. The first time I drank alcohol was the first time in my 11 years of existence I couldn't hear Brenda. I was at the Toronto Film Festival and had managed to sneak a glass of champagne. I drank it and she was just gone. I was able to live freely without being bogged down by her. And from that point on, I used anything I could get my hands on to keep Brenda at bay. Wine, whiskey, weed, dollars, donuts, dicks, pills, pussies, Pinterest. And it ended up nearly killing me multiple times. When I stopped drinking and using drugs in 2017, Brenda was at her loudest, and I had nothing to drown her out with. Through community and lots of therapy, I learned that I wasn't the only person that had this voice. Actually, all people have this voice. This voice is part of our archetypal makeup. Julia Cameron calls this voice the critic. Carolyn Mace and RuPaul call it the saboteur. I call mine Brenda because it helps me to put a name to the voice, and in my mind, she's definitely a Brenda. For a while, my solution to quieting Brenda was telling her to fuck off. Then, about six months into my sobriety, I had somewhat of a spiritual awakening and came up with this metaphor. If I was driving the car, Brenda could not be in the passenger seat. She had to be hogtied and gagged in the trunk of the car. A few months later... I realized I couldn't even be driving the car, so I decided to let my higher power, which I usually call God, but for the sake of this piece, I'll call them divine, because to be honest, God is definitely a drag queen with a sixth sense of humor, drive the car, because divine is a better driver. And there's less pressure on me if I'm just in the passenger seat. Brenda now gets to sit in the back seat. She's too afraid of divine in the driver's seat to really say much. But then there are times where I start to not trust divine. I start to try to take the wheel, fuck with the AC, critique Divine's driving skills, and the moment I start doing that, Brenda is emboldened to speak her mind. She's bound to pinpoint the one thing I am a bit concerned about and hold it up in one of those magnifying mirrors that my mom uses to look at her pores. 
Like all archetypes, Brenda contains multitudes. She's not all bad. And she's not always wrong. Sometimes she makes a really valid point. The other day, I was in the car with a person I have developed somewhat of a crush on, and in a moment of not trusting Divine, I considered blurting out that I have feelings for this person. And Brenda was like, why do you have to do that now? And not five minutes later, the person I was with casually mentioned they're not dating right now. Brenda protected me. Maybe she's been protecting me this entire time. Maybe in addition to being a little bit of a worrywart and a bitch, she's intuitive and has my best interest at heart. I probably wouldn't ever let her drive the car, but maybe Brenda can sit in the passenger seat sometimes while I take a nap in the back. Divine has helped me navigate what the facts are in most situations. Brenda has helped me notice what triggers lead me to try to take the wheel. She's just a figment of me. I've got to be honest, I'm still a bit shaky. I'm still trying to write the perfect piece that captures my essence as a queer person. I'm still trying to drive the car. So, in moments when I've caught myself trying to take over, I ask Divine what they'd say. I think they'd say this. As long as you are honest, your writing will serve someone. You haven't outgrown Brenda yet, and that's okay. You're exactly where you should be. Saboteur. Definition. Noun. A person who engages in sabotage, 